This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was summer anthems. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And last week we had Amir Blumenfeld on the episode. Head gum owner, CEO, boss, head boss. Those four things. <laughs> he is those four. I'm just reading his business card. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we've had a lot of guests before that. Yes. Uh, we had Jake Vogelnest. Yep. We had um, Riley and Jeffrey come through. Yep, yep. That was great. Um, we're guestless in Seattle this episode. We're guestless in Seattle starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is episode 78. Uh, and we are going to uh, celebrate the summer a little bit. Yeah, there, baby. Yeah. Summer's in full swing. What is it now? Like proper June. Yeah. Now it's like- We're deep June. We're deep June. Yeah. <laughs> we're deep space June right now. Deep space June. Yes. And uh, it's- it's episode 78, and yep. we decided that we were going to celebrate one of the best parts about summer this week. We were going to discuss Summer Anthem. The summer Anthem, that song that comes on the radio on the three to six pop rock stations, and that seems to be on every eight minutes yep. over you, the course of the summer. You usually hear it around April, <laughs> yeah. and you think, oh, that's going to be around for a while. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this has been going on forever. Yes. And I stumbled upon a list recently, uh, the Billboard uh, Top Summer Songs yes. of the last, call it, 40 years. Un- Unbelievable. It's like unearthing an almanac. And we decided that we should uh, shine a light on some of these songs. Shine a light indeed. <laughs> we love summer jams. We love summer anthems. Billy is as DJ blood coursing through his veins. Right. So this is something that we feel passionate about. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to skip ahead every four years beginning in 1996. Right. And discuss the song of the summer. Yes. And what it might have said about that time. Yes. Okay. Now beforehand, I'm just I don't mean to put you on the spot, but just for a little context, what do you, Billy, look for in a summer anthem? What do you want out of, in th- just in general broad terms, what do you appreciate in a summer anthem? Does it make me feel like I want to do a cannonball in a pool? <laughs> yeah. It basically, that when I be hear it, do I want to be jumping in a pool with my friends? Or having just got out of one to then re-jump in yeah. to the pool. Yeah. I want the audio equivalent of a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So that Good times, is- high energy, friends everywhere. I want that feeling in a song. Casual, fun, poppy, that you want to feel like you're just about to dig into the potato salad. Yeah. Audio potato salad. So we're going to start in 1996. Great. uh, With a song that was number one for the summer. Perfect. Owned the airwaves. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Let's get into it. Okay. It's Macarena. Oh, man. That was absolutely the Macarena. Is it Los Del Rio? (laughs) Is that the artist? I believe it's Los Del Rio. I was going to say, with a gun or any weapon to my head, I don't know if I could name the artist of Macarena. I uh, am taking Spanish lessons. I don't know what Los Del Rio means. Do you know what Los Del Rio? Los Del Rio, it means uh, maybe those of the river, them Uh of the river, I would say. I think that's what it means. Sure. And the Macarena, what uh, what does that mean? That's another great question. That, to me, kind of feels like the branded name for the dance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we're doing the Macarena now. The Macarena stems from other songs uh, whose lyrics tell you exactly what to do. Instructional dance songs. The songs Electric build- Slide. Yes. That's one of them. Yes. Um, there's the Cha-Cha Slide. The Cha-Cha Slide that they play uh, at many baseball games. Yeah. Some songs are lucky enough to come with them specific dance instructions and lyrics. 1990 
96 and the Macarena. Yeah. What does it say about us, uh, the people of 1996? I mean, we were the perfect age for it because I must say that I was bar mitzvahed, for example, November of 1996. Wow. And if – I don't know – I mean – Peanut butter and fluff has got nothing on bar mitzvahs and the Macarena. And I said that I want a summer anthem to feel like a barbecue or a pool party, but the Macarena feels like a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah in the late fall. Yes. <laughs> it does. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. The Macarena really, I don't know, like, it was one of those ubiquitous songs, and it actually, tra- like, the Macarena was one of the few summer hits that, like, transcended summer anthem. It became, it became like a true cultural touchstone. We also liked saying, hey, Macarena. I? What's up with that I? <laughs> It's it, that's like a, a cousin of Tim Allen's <gasps> from Home Improvement. Yes, it is just like it is like the Spanish version of Tim Allen. I <laughs> oh, God talk, talk about a space filler in a song. Los Del Rio <laughs> knew what they were doing. Exactly. Let's not overcomplicate this song with a big message. Come I... to my party because my name is Macarena. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, do you? Rec- I mean, I have very very vivid memories of. I mean, were you on board with the Macarena dance right away? I mean, I definitely wasn't cynical towards. It. Right. Right. I mean, I was. I also wasn't the. The kid at the party who, like, as soon as he heard it, bugged out and, like, started doing the first, like, hand out, hand, hand out, out, hand up, hand up. Hand up. Yeah. That wasn't exactly me. <laughs> um, did you go Macarena crazy? Well, again, I mean, like, that was the summer of mitzvah, essentially. Mm. That was, like, the year of the bar of the bar and the bot. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Macarena was, I would, es- I mean, this is a conservative estimation. I would say the Macarena was played three to five times per mitzvah. Yeah. I mean, like, and you're a DJ, when, so you know. When you can cross over, when your Please. song, this is a good indicator of a summer. <laughs> anthem yeah when the dj at the bar mitzvah or sweet 16 or wedding has no problem playing it three four five times because the kids are need it right away again yes we need it right away again fun sidebar to that (laughs) um so that song a song that would be played that many times at a bar mitzvah usually is like lighthearted and cartoony and like (laughs) the grandmas can dance to it the kids can dance to it it's very harmless instructional dance song my best friend's older brother um when he got married in the summer they played a song two or three or four or five times at his wedding that song was lean back by fat joe (laughs) So, <laughs> a little bit different than the Macarena, but also worth replay value. I mean, equally it's a ton of replay value. Yeah, equally hyped. Yes. That is another – it is great. It's like we talked about what makes a good summer anthem, feeling of a barbecue, feeling of a pool. It's like this sort of amorphous, sort of ephemeral feeling that you get out of it. Right. But there is also just like – and this is something that I've been fascinated in and something that we have talked about. I feel like if I could trade my current skill set for any skill set, it would be like – um, mathematically exact, always hit maker, pop producer, like Dr. Luke kind uh, of thing. Yeah. I just really covet that skill. I think like making the music that annoys me to listen to, like making the earworm I hate to listen to. Right. I would love to have that skill to make it. There's a formula. A formula, a real formula. Yeah. And maybe we've brought this up on the podcast too, but like when you were working at, was it Columbia? Sorry, Columbia Records. Uh, Sony. Sony. Uh, so Sony, so it was Columbia Records. Columbia yeah. Records, yeah. yeah. And you were saying that in that sort of boy band era, right around 1996, that yeah. Backstreet Boy, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, Epoch. Yeah. Pop music. Every single one of those songs was like the exact same length, plus or minus three seconds. Three thirty. Three thirty. Three minutes thirty seconds. Yep. So there is such a mathematical scientific formula, and it's there is such a serotonin machine. These pop songs mm-hmm. that I do feel like to make the, uh, a good sort of not just summer anthem but pop anthem in general also needs to have that like undeniably catchy no earworm hook. No question. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety six. That is the birth of the boy band. So shout out Los Del Rio Seriously. for beginning to f- just fighting through. That mess of pop hysteria. And And saying, we have the song y'all need. I? Oh! Oh, huh? Uh Uh-huh. 
I <laughs> so silly. We don't have it's such a silly song. We don't have a lot of uh, like drops in our yeah. podcast. Like we don't have like sound effects yeah, that yeah. come in and complement it. Yeah, exactly. But if we just did have one, <laughs> like we use the ding before True. we do an advertisement, it'll go ding, yes. and it's kind of a, cl- a palate cleanser. A little auditory cue. Maybe we start <laughs> using the Macarena I <laughs> to kind of inter. Interweave our acts. It is it is Latino Tim Allen from Home Improvement. I mean, wow. that is exactly you're a, you're precisely correct. <laughs> so shout out the Macarena. Yeah, big shout out. That uh, was a song of the summer and of the decade almost. Yeah, huge. Let's huge fast forward it. four years. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's just keep it moving. Keep it moving, bud. Okay, great. So the Macarena was a high up tempo, yes. uh, Latin flavor. Yep. Fun song. Yep. Four years later, yep. the song of the summer, yep. according to Billboard magazine. This is the year 2000. You, the year 2000, Y2K. correct. Matchbox 20. Oh, God. Bent. 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 Matchbox 20 bent. We both sound confused, so let's listen to a bit of it. Jog these memories. And then come back and celebrate this summer bent. anthem. Bent. Oh, just hold me again. You help me. I'm bent. I'm so scared that I'm Honest to God, Matchbox 20 bent. That was it. Yeah. With all due respect, I think there was a good reason we didn't quite recall it right away. When we were listening to it, two things came up. One, you said, this is an abomination. <laughs> and I said, is it raining this summer? <laughs> did was it, it raining that Did summer? it rain that summer? The first, you usually oh. want like the first few sounds, like Britney Spears toxic. It's like, do, 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 do. And you're like, whoa, something's in, happening. I'm here. in. The first 10 seconds of that song are like, ha, 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 <laughs> It's like ha, deliberately ha. whiny guitar minor key ugly. Were we emo? That's the summer anthem? What happened in the year 2000? 2000, that was Y2K. I felt like it was like, that was pop mayhem. I mean, look, maybe people just packed it in. We were expecting the end of the world. People Mm. were stocking up on canned goods. Pop producers were running for the hills and being like, look, I want to make sure that uh, I'm Y2K ready. Okay, Maybe there was just a little bit of a gap in pop production. And Matchbox 20 were these, like, badasses. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, like, we're ready for the end of times. Bring on Y2K. We're bent. See, here's the one thing I know about Matchbox 20. They are, uh, uh, it's 2 a.m., he must be lonely? Yeah, that's it's correct. It's 3 a.m.? I he must it be... might even be 3 a.m. What time is he lonely? I think it's 3. Matchbox 20 is lonely at 3? I think he's Matchbox 20 is lonely at 3 a.m. Can you imagine, <laughs> what did that summer feel like? <laughs> lonely. That, that song, yeah. that melancholy song owned the airwaves. Yeah, it really isn't like that Pearl Jam, sort of like it, it, it feels like a, like a beta version Pearl Jam Summer song. Do I don't know. I'm just. I, I don't need that much. Like to your point, I don't need an emo summer anthem. Well, you got one. I, and here's what's surprising: people didn't run for the hills. The Y2K producers did it because the song it beat, yes. according to Billboard magazine. Okay, so this is the number two song. The number two song that wasn't as popular as that melancholy Matchbox Twenty song that Be- summer. Bent was "It's Gonna Be Me" by NSYNC. Come on, it's gonna be me. She- that is so. This boy band industry is just getting a look. It's like a nice sort of bookend to the boy band era. Yeah, Macarena bumps him out of the top spot in '96. Yeah, along comes Rob freaking Thomas. It's like Obama and Trump all over again. <laughs> Seriously, you can't get your you can't get what you want all the time. I don't know. I mean, I I've never thought that I would feel badly for Justin Timberlake, NSYNC, and the rest of the boys. Right, but I don't know. I just feel like they got robbed. Here's the thing: they got robbed, Thomas. It's gonna be. Ooh, that's... <laughs> Yes, they did. I? If you, oh, yeah, yeah, Adam's on fire. Okay. Put down your phones, folks. <laughs> Lustig's on fire right now. 
Um, here's how I feel about these two songs. Again, this is the year 2000. Yep. These are, according to Billboard magazine, the uh, songs of the summer. Top Matchbox two. 20, Bent was the one. <laughs> oh, it's Going to Be Me makes me feel like a barbecue. True. That makes me want to do backflips in a pool. That is outside having fun with my friends. Put it on. We're having fun. No doubt about it. It's gonna, and then Matchbox 20 bent. Bent. That is putting the pool cover on the pool <laughs> as fall arrives. <laughs> exactly. It just started raining. Time to p- take the chips and the pizza in. Party yeah. is literally over. We're bent. I was DJing in the Hamptons in the year 2000, um, and for summers, yes, a place where people on Long Island, New York, would go to party. Yes. No chance. No chance. No chance. Maybe when the catering or the the staff is like breaking down the tables and they just like can't hear any more like good music, I would then play Matchbox 20's Bent to make them like kind of like usher them into sleep that night. That's exactly right. It's the song you play when the audience is leaving after the show. Summer Anthem. In the background after the show when everyone's leaving the venue, that's when you play Bent. Summer Anthem. And It's Gotta Be Me is like, that is to this day, that is an amazing tight three minute 30 hour adventure earworm. I mean, that is, check ticks all the summer summer anthem boxes. Here, I'll throw out a hypothetical. Yes. So Matchbox 20 uh, Bent somehow was the song of 2000. We all remember it in our childhoods. That is confounding. No chance. Um, (laughs) What if we put It's Gonna Be Me yeah. against another kind of uh, Matchbox 20 song? Okay. Uh, Rob Thomas and Santana, Smooth. Smooth. Well, Smooth. <laughs> we may land on Smooth. Smooth is enough. Smooth to me is like almost more in the Macarena camp. Yes. Smooth also became this like years long sort of cultural cloud that would just hover over all of us forever. We really needed smooth. We (laughs) We wanted to be smooth. I feel like still smooth gets an insane amount of radio play. People are already like, okay, I'm at the barbecue. Into it. I'm at the barbecue. At least has a barbecue theme. And my relationship with smooth was sort of like, I think, typical of many people's relationships with songs that get over-freaking-played on the radio, which was, I obviously loved it at first. Right. I was at the barbecue, at the pool with my friends, yep. with Carlos Santana. Yeah. And then, like, times, you know, then it would just start, it just became too ubiquitous, and I just started to resent it, and now I feel like it's, like, our national joke. Well, you didn't have that problem with Matchbox 20's Bent. Not with Bent. Can you help me? I'm Bent. <gasps> no. Damn Rob, it. We can't. No, we won't help you. But apparently you got so much airplay. Number one hit. Good for them. Good for you, Rob. Um, we'll take a breath. Great. We'll do our first ad read. Uh, we'll come back with 2004's Summer Anthem. <laughs> Perfect. The No Joke Podcast would like to thank Blue Apron for their continued sponsorship of the show. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the United States. Its mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, even me, Adam, idiot. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. It is also very affordable. For less than $10 per person per month, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Nice. It's also quite easy. Yep. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, like I mentioned, and can be prepared in usually under an hour or 40 minutes. Okay, it's like pop songs. It's science. Yes. Some of their meals, uh, the featured upcoming meals, include beef teriyaki stir-fry with sugar, snap peas, and lime rice. Baked spinach and egg flatbread with sautéed asparagus and lemon aioli. Okay. Three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. Finish strong, And finally, crispy salmon and roasted potato salad with pickled mustard seeds and creme fraiche sauce. I... Okay. It's back. (laughs) So check out this week's menu like Adam just mentioned and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Completely free. As long as you sign up by going to blueapron.com slash no joke. Again, Free food 
Free food. It's as simple as that. <laughs> free food. So once again, check out this week's menu by going to blueapron.com slash no joke. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. Blueapron.com slash no joke. It's a better way to cook. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are tackling summer anthems. Summer, summer, summertime. Summer anthems. We have discussed the 1996 number one hit of the summer, The Macarena. Come on. The 2000 number one summer jam, inexplicably bent by Matchbox 20. Hashtag fail. Hashtag mega fail. Hashtag sorry, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, and now that brings us to 2004. 2004. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Y2K has not happened. Yes. The world has moved on. We've experienced national tragedy. That's right, yes. Yeah. September 11th has occurred. We have Bush in the White House. The country is in a bit like some uh, – it's turmoil-y. Yeah. Um, but at least Y2K hasn't happened and everyone can put their canned food away. Okay. Yeah, so at least there's that. The producers can come back from the producers hills. Producers can come back, Dr. Luke. Deliver, come back from the hills. Deliver us uh, Deliver us thy hits. Deliver us thy pop hits. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was a couple of years after uh, 9-11 and – it seems like the country needed some sort of song to vibe out to. Yeah, we just needed a sort of a sexy, good summer vibe. And uh, the song from 2004 that was the vibe of the summer. Yep. Usher. Yeah. Confessions Part 2. Yeah. Confessions Part 2. Now, we just got a little hit of this song just right here in the break, and it is fly. Billy and I started dancing intuitively. That is, like, already a great sign for the song. So let's give them a quick taste of Confessions Part 2, and we'll be right back to talk about it. Great. These are my confessions Just when I thought I said all I can say My chick on the side Says she got one on the way These are my confessions Man, I'm throwing I don't know what to do I gotta keep two of my confession. It just feels good. It just feels smooth. And I thank Usher for sharing his confession. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have to share his confession. He didn't have to do that. These are my confessions. We're not your priests. Right. You know what I mean? Like, thank you for confessing to us. Do you think your confessions would go, uh, would be the song of the summer? <laughs> You think if we put a beat behind your confessions, uh, people would vibe out to it? I think if it was a beat, and this is my point, I think if it was a beat as fresh as that, mm. yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's the other thing. It's just like lyrically, and maybe you can speak to this too. Uh, I just feel like, again, so much of it, like we were saying, is that earworm quality. And it's like the li- lyrics to these pop songs, It, to my estimation, and again, this is a little hyperbolic, but like lyrics to these pop songs can kind of be blah 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 Right. And it's so much to me about like the, the production of it and the yeah. beat and the slickness of of the production, obviously. That, that being without saying. That being said, do you love Usher? I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm a bit of an Usher, uh, an Usher neophyte. I don't know a ton about Usher, but okay. in general, broadly, hell yeah, okay, hell yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he came out like he was kind of OG. He was very young when he started. How uh, young? Do, I'm not sure, but like he looked really young. Really? I think he was Jermaine Dupri's oh. uh, protege. Okay, protege. He was like Chris Brown before Chris Brown. Okay, he could got dance it. better than everyone yeah, he, else his age. He that is really and almost still okay. He can really move that guy. Yeah, really he, move. He is incredibly talented. Yes, I yes. would say at least Billy roots for Usher. I yeah, I root for Usher, and he also found Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. I think he He, found him. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, He also, I'm surprised that, well, maybe we're not in the right year. Yeah. But I would say that he has had another summer anthem. Has he? And it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Lil John. Lil John. Yeah, that was a massive hit. Yeah, I think that was a little bit more recently than 2000. I mean, yeah. Usher, and is he, does he, maybe you don't know this, he produces his own whatever? I don't think Lil John probably produced that song. Yes. We also, when we were looking through this list, 2004. Yes. So the top 10 songs, nine of them were um, 
they were wow, that's interesting. Nine of them were R and B. Most of them were from the South. Okay, Uh, great. We had Usher. Yep. We had Juvenile. We had Usher with the number three song. Are you serious? Then we had Terror Squad's Lean Back. Ter- lean Back. We've already yep, discussed lean that. Lean Back. Um, Alicia Keys, Kevin Little, Christina Milian, Lil Great. Flip. A lot of R&B. Okay, so the, uh, all these people are R&B. Absolutely. The number five song of 2004. Yes. Snuck in amongst all the R&B. Hoobastank. Uh-oh. The Stank. <laughs> the Reason. God. Could you tell me anything about Hoobastank? I couldn't, other than they made up one of the most provocative and simultaneously most meaningless band names in history. A group of men get together. And they say we have an infinite uh, amount of words to choose from. All the letters at our disposal. Right. <laughs> what do you think is the proper arrangement to uh, be the number five song of the summer? What about H-O-O-B-A? <laughs> and then we just add stank to the end. What does Hooba mean? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Will people think it's Pooba? Yeah. <laughs> Will some people say Pooba? Yeah. Sure. And that'll be part of it. But, That'll I mean, just be part of it. And we could clown the Hoobastank, but they did have the number five <laughs> number song. Five. Um, and who didn't, who also had a terrible name, the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Goo Goo They had dolls. no hits 2004. There is not a lot of correlation between bizarre and almost baby talk sounding Hoobastank, Goo Goo Doll. Yeah. It's just like baby talk, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, but look, these bands crank out hits. Um, you're an alien who comes down from outer space. Hello, I'm an alien. And you land in my backyard. Okay. And as it turns out, I'm holding two CDs. We get along great. And you I say, what are you holding? I'm that you were already standing in your backyard with two CDs waiting for an I alien. just felt like something was happening. You something had was an coming. intuition. Something was coming. <laughs> and you say, what's in your hands? And I say, I'm holding two CDs. One is a musical act called Hoobastank. One is a musical act called Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Which one do you choose based on their name? You're an alien. You don't know anything. Um, Goo Goo Dolls, I would immediately assume, again, like, is for babies. Okay. Buy babies, for babies. Buy babies. It's kind of like FUBU. FUBU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buy babies, for babies. babies. Buh, buh, buh. <laughs> I would immediately assume Goo Goo Dolls is literally for infants. Okay. So I'm going right to Hoobastank. So there you go. Hoobastank? So I, 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 we shouldn't be so mean to the stank. Hooba. <laughs> wow, it really is amazing how to think how they may have come up with their name. I mean, like, the stank part of it is like, yeah, put some stank on it. Like, right, like right. rock. Right. Like, cool, twangy rock stank. Right. Hooba yeah. will mystify me to the day I die. Yeah. Hooba. <laughs> but back to Usher for a second. Yeah. I think there's something nice to be said for how big R&B was. Yeah. R&B. These aren't, when I think of summer anthems, I think of songs with like 120, bit, uh, 120 beats per minute, like up-tempo. Britney. Yeah. Poppy. Even if it's like like the extended dance remix yes. of songs. Yes. Like the songs that you can play in clubs. Yes. These are like, this is a laid out, Sexy. smooth, you know, it's like convertible, just like at 30 miles per hour. It really is vibe first. Right. It's like, we're not necessarily trying to get you up out of the pool and dance. We want you actually to stay in the pool and just groove. 2004 was the year of the jacuzzi. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. We, we, switched out the, we switched out the pool for the jacuzzi. You're all, this song, this song uh, implies that you're already in the jacuzzi when the song comes on. Right. This isn't getting you in or out of water. Right. This is enhancing your already in water experience. If Macarena is mayhem where you're just throwing hot dogs in the air and just jumping in the pool. <laughs> hot dogs. Then this is just laid out in the jacuzzi chill vibes chill ass vibes and if you want to go crazy get out of the jacuzzi and put on the stank put on the hooba yeah <laughs> exactly 2004 yeah. these years continue to surprise me yeah congrats to usher congrats to you usher it feels like we're starting to usher in a nice uh a, the modern songs this okay. one's going to start feeling like uh we know this song. Okay, great. Or the millennials will know this song. Yes, there is. Because the, you're right. There is something about the heavy R&B flow that feels of a slightly other era. R&B of, like, is all not, that R&B. It's interesting what, like, kind of catches the pop, what catches yeah. our ear. And we're like, this is the style we're all yes, listening to. It yes. kind of ebbs and flows a lot. True. Um, 2008. Okay. We're going to keep fast forwarding. Great. Four years at a time. 
This woman is still making music today uh, at a rapid rate. Okay. Uh, she owned 2008 Summer. Good for her. Her name is Katy Perry. Yeah, man. And in 2008, she kissed a girl. Yeah, I mean, and that was, I want to say, maybe her first hit. I think that was her first hit. Well, let's listen to that hit. Okay, great. We will uh, listen to her kiss a girl. Love it. And then we'll come back and talk about and it. And she liked it. Undeniable pop hit, catchy earworm, two thumbs up, well done, Katie. That's a summer jam. Out the gate, <laughs> it's an evocative title. Yeah, it uh, is. It's, it's an evocative title. Yes, exactly. I kissed a girl. In, in, in is that the name of the song? I kissed a girl. Okay, there's no parentheses, and I liked it. Nope. She okay, just kissed a girl. <laughs> she just kissed one. Want to hear about it for three minutes and thirty seconds? Here's a track. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, that to me, like I said, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that to me ticks all the boxes. That is a catchy as hell tune. I love that song. That I, I really think that that turned the world onto Katie. I might be mistaken, but I really believe that was her first hit. And that is the type of song that I associate with summer exactly. anthem. That is like a very, that is a on the nose, right on target summer jam. Right. Yeah. It's like high energy. Yes. It's like parts you can sing along to. Yes. Um, it kind of, it's just, this to me worked. Yes. Yeah. I believe, I want to say, I may be uh, misspeaking here, but I want to say that as of now, what started with this song is I think now Katy Perry has more number one hits than Elvis or some stat like really? that. Where like she's had n- more number one hit songs. Do you know who has the most number one hits? Rihanna. Rihanna! Can you believe it? I can. She's the queen of the summer. She's the queen of my heart. Yeah. But Katy Perry, I mean, Katy Perry is almost like summer anthem personified. Right. She's almost like a human summer jam. And this is 2008. Where were you in 2008? Where were, probably, where were we? We were in Brooklyn. I remember that because we watched the Obama election at Jen Curran's apartment. Wow, good call. So we were definitely in the thick of our New York City, uh, our New York City era. Yep. And, I mean... Yeah, Katie. So this song came out a few months before Obama was elected. Yeah, I guess that's true. But we were coming out of the Bush presidency, and I remember towards the end of that presidency, we were all just like beaten down. Yeah. It was just like, no more, I can't hear this guy talk on television. Yeah, he's such a knucklehead. For what's next, a little bit. And then we were, yeah, exactly. We were turning a corner. We're now like Hillary and Obama were campaigning against each other. Then it was going to be Obama. Yes, exactly. And then Katy Perry came out. Yes, Katy Perry. And it's also so funny to think, too, it's like, I kissed a girl. Like, there was a little bit, like, again, under the umbrella of, like, it's a summer anthem. I just remember it being, like, a little controversial. Katy Perry singing about kissing a girl. (laughs) And doesn't that, that that really colors 2008, too. Yes, exactly. Where it was like, it's almost like someone, a, a woman of the same sex would kiss yeah. one of her own sex <laughs> and sing about it you think we're in, so yeah during the summer it's like you need cultural <laughs> touchstones like this to yeah. remind you like that we haven't come that far yeah exactly you know? and that we haven't been this progressive yes yeah you know? but i happen to know only because i was literally just listening to a podcast called pod save the people when katie perry was a guest on yesterday talk mm. about how she grew up super religious her parents were really religious started singing in the church so i'm sure given her cultural personal context singing about kissing a girl probably did feel a little sure a, a little sort of uh, totally. Yes. Naughty. Naughty. Exactly. Um, did, is that the interview where she uh, also talked about like her role in cultural appropriation? That was that interview. Can yes. You, can you just like briefly explain how she said it? Or is I it only too... listened to half of it. Okay. Um, to be honest, it's that podcast with the guy Dorian McKesson yeah. who hosts his podcast, Posse of the People. Katy Perry was on it. I guess they were all at some conference together. And yes, she was talking sort of generally about um, race and her upbringing and cultural appropriation and times where she has sort of been called out in her career for appropriate black culture and she was just sort of I don't know, speaking on how she wasn't aware of, she wasn't kind of aware of those sensitivities at the time, now is, feels guilty about it, wants to bring her voice and shed light on a, on sort of disenfranchised folks. Okay. Um, Came across well? 
did it come across well in my uh, in my again blunt honest opinion having listened to like a half hour of it mm. not not i would say like 5.8 out of 10 okay i would say that she seemed uh her her heart is in the right place she seems really genuine about and her empathy she clearly is an empathetic person um but some of what she was saying still smacked pretty pretty uh hilar- almost hilariously of like uh some white rich woman privilege okay um but but she seems smart and cool. Yeah. And she made I Kissed a Girl. And it's very difficult to put ourselves in her shoes. Super hard. She's very famous. And she wears very high heels. Yes. Yes. She um she brought up Missy Elliott during the Super Bowl halftime show. And it's like... Points. You got points for that. Huge points. Points. Huge points. I don't know who else was planning on bringing her out, and we love Missy. That's what I'm saying. It's like, she is like, if Lady Gaga is like the art kids pop star, okay. and like Rihanna is just like the cool kid, frankly the coolest one. No in question. my question, leather jacket. No doubt, just like the coolest one. Katy Perry is just like the, sa- she to me is just like the safest American pop star, which is why she's so, to be emblematic of summer anthems. Right. This makes sense. Yeah. Um. So if Rihanna's the cool one, yeah. what is Beyonce? I mean, Beyonce, I mean, I know it's like very on the nose and cliche to say, but she just seems like she's the overlord. Mm. Doesn't it just seem like she is the tree from which all of these tertiary pop stars sort of like... That's a lot of respect. I don't know. It just seems like yeah. that's... In the, I mean, again, music aside, just in the from her, her cultural cachet. Right, right, like right. Her cultural role is that of literally Queen Bey, uh-huh. and all these women are her sort of her, her princesses yeah. and her <laughs> subjects in a way, it kind of feels like. That's pretty good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she had Crazy in Love. She had Crazy in Love. That was like around 2000 or so. That is one of the all times for me. Talk to me, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, when you've done it with a girl group and also as a solo artist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's well, like Destiny's Child had mad summer hits. Oh my gosh. Independent Woman, Say My Name. Bills, no, bills, no, bills. no. Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, like, so like Beyonce has been doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing right, it. Right, right, yeah. right. All right, let's take another act break. Okay, let's do it. Um, we have uh, room for a song. We've been playing a lot of music today. <laughs> But Adam, you and I um, should discuss very briefly our favorite summer anthem. Maybe come to an agreement of what of our first thirty years on this earth. Okay, what song we associate with uh, summer the most? For me, yes. There's a few. Yes, "Crazy in Love" out the gate Huge. is one of the biggest ones for me. I was I was also working for Beyonce at the time, Yikes! so it was like it was really like. It just, like, struck a chord with me. And our dear friend Powell, who is a pop music aficionado, reveres that song as a pop anthem specifically because it is, like, a little more complicated and a little more nuanced mm-hmm. musically yeah. than other pop anthems. And now it's, like, two, two like, very different rhythms yeah. in it. Yeah, there's the action. Chorus. There's, There's a lot there. of action in there. That's a serious song. But I would probably say my favorite is Outkast's Hey Ah. Yes, which, dare I say, was the same summer. What? Really? As, was that the same summer as well, Crazy in Love or no? I don't think so because oh, I was okay. working for Beyonce during Crazy in Love. Okay. And this is going to sound ridiculous, Please. but I was working at SNL <laughs> yeah. when that song came out. Yeah. And for the first after party, they played Hey Ya. And I was like, this is a seminal moment in my life. Yeah, this song is a- playing. I'm surrounded by all these people. Yeah. This summer is going to be bananas. Hey Ya was – that was it. That was sort of like the beginning and end of music for that year almost. Yeah. It was like that is the song of the year and yeah. the years. Seeker Box and The Love Below was the two CD album they put out. And it was bananas God good. It, bananas good. So good. But to me, that song was like once in a lifetime pop hit. Still. Still is. Should we ride out with Hey Ya? Absolutely. Hey-ya? Okay. This is Outcast. This is Hey Ya. We'll be back with 2012. One, two, three.
to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 3. Today, Billy and I are talking about summer anthems. That's right. Summer jams that are earworms that just play on your radio constantly, never ceasing. 2008 was Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Feels like that could have been three years ago and I would have believed you. Forever. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Katy Perry has been summer anthem pop icon since I Kissed a Girl. Yeah. Since then. This song, 2012, uh, uh, excuse me, 2012 yep. summer anthem. Yep. Feels like it also could have been three years ago. Okay. It also feels like it could have been 2008 when Katy Perry put out her song. <laughs> yeah. It's like it really starts to blur when yes. these songs came out in the pop world. Good pop anthems should be interchangeable. Timeless. Yeah, timeless. 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 Uh, the hottest song, according to Billboard magazine, okay. of 2012 summer, okay. Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Preach! Adam's a fan. Love this song. Why don't you guys listen for a second, and we'll be right back <laughs> to talk about it. I threw a wish in the well. Hot night wind was blowing Where you think you're going, baby? 
song is hot, hot fire, Billy. Best song of the last 2016 <laughs> years. Of the decade of the century. We listened to it in uh, while you guys listened to it, and we both got up and started dancing. Come on! P- EDM songs want drops where the bass drops when she goes up, and then she starts singing the chorus. Bye, world. That, is sci- that song is science. That's what serotonin feels like. That's what good feelings feel like. Correct. That song feels like what good feels like. She just met you. This is, <laughs> this crazy. is crazy. If you're Here's looking for number. a cure to a hangover, <laughs> it's not water, it's not bananas, it's not fruit juice. It's listening to that song. You'll get a spark up your spine that's going to bring your ass to the dance that floor. That song, it's just like after Usher plays, that song comes on, you get your ass out of the jacuzzi. So we said that Rihanna, <laughs> we said that Rihanna is uh, off the tree of Beyonce. Yes. I would argue that Carly Rae Jepsen uh, grows from the tree of Vanessa Carlton, Michelle Branch. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Someone planted Michelle Branch, Vanessa Carlton, and Avril Lavigne in a little pile stop and covered it, it, and then they nurtured it with water. You stop this. And out came a Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. Ray- Love the Jeps. That is quite literally what happened. Yes. Wow. The Um, Jeps. So many cheers, so many huzzas for that song. I think, I honestly think, I mean, Hey Ah is on top of that is one of, I think, one of my favorite. Simple and fun. Simple. Fun. Simplicity. Fun. 967 hits on YouTube. It's not 967 million hits on YouTube. People get it. That was one of those songs. And it's just like that was a song that I distinctly, vividly remember actively never getting sick of. Sure. And it was like smooth was a song that just like turned whatever. Like I liked it at first and then it just became too much. This song, I, there's, I don't know. There's some Malcolm Gladwell experiment probably. It's like how quickly people change songs. It's like yeah. that's a song I'm never, ever, ever, ever changing. I am with ever. you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's kind of in the same vein as Kelly Clarkson's uh, Stronger. Exactly. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Live a little longer. <laughs> Inspiring. I just feel good. It's it a inspires shower. the teen girl in me. Right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that lyrics don't uh, don't really matter yeah. in pop songs. Yeah. The first couple lyrics in that song are bananas. I threw a wish in a well. Don't ask me. I'll, I'll never, never tell. tell. I looked at you as it fell. And, and now you're, you're in, in my way. way. Exactly. What, the, in the so what she's way. saying is that she like probably had a penny. Yeah. Threw it down a well. Yeah. And she was like, all right, Penny, you better manifest yourself into the cute boy uh, mowing my lawn outside. This cute Looks lawn. up. Cute boy mowing my lawn outside. Yep. Call me, maybe. They call me, call me, maybe. Yeah. Also, such a reasonable request. Such a polite, so Canadian. I want to say she's Canadian. I mean, if your song ends in maybe. Maybe. Not too pushy. Call me, maybe. maybe? Is, there, is there a more Canadian pop <laughs> pop verse? <laughs> uh, call me, maybe. maybe. Excuse me. What if a song's just called Excuse, Excuse Me? Excuse Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, that's, that is a all-time summer smash. I have literally all the respect in the world for that song. Because it doesn't have the big booming beats that nope. you would expect to be played in clubs. Simple. Like, does that song, do you think that song played in New York City clubs? Probably dance remixes. Re- uh, like a remix of it. You kind of like, need to pad it. With Flex got his hands on it. Just some sort of dance remix. A ba- just some bass. It just lacks bass, okay. right? It you, just doesn't feel like it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't play that in a big... Yeah. But I would still let loose. I am letting I'm I wish we weren't talking and listening to the song right now. You're an alien again. Okay. You're <laughs> well, an alien again. I love this hypothetical. Once again, I'm standing in my backyard. You're so prescient. You and just know when the aliens are coming. Can feel it. <laughs> um and once again I'm holding two CDs. However, this time they're single CDs. Ooh. This isn't the stank first goo goo dolls. <laughs> the stank. You come down from outer space. Thank you. And you say, Hey, what are you holding? And I say I'm holding two CD singles. The first single in my right hand is Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Baby. <clears throat> Call Me Maybe. <clears throat> In my left hand is a song by a woman named Robin called Call Your Girlfriend. Yep. Call Me Maybe versus Call Your Girlfriend. Two iconic, don't change the songs on the radio songs. You, an alien from outer space, which one do you naturally gravitate towards? Okay, well, first I just want to say, uh, just to kind of qualify this, is that Robin, to me personally, is... Uh, 
I would also put her in the Beyonce queen sphere. To me, Robin is like an all-timer, one of the more underrated pop icons, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a brilliant genius. I agree. I'm taking Carly Rae Jepsen. Whoa, this song whoa, whoa, is wow. unstoppable. Wow. I, I, this, this is this is happening. This is serotonin. The This is brain. It's just brain chemistry. That's, really. a, that's big. I did it's not see that chemistry. coming. Oh. This song is science. Hey, it plays I just a, met you. Bom, bom, this is crazy. Bom, bom, bom. So here's my number. Bom, bom, bom. Call me maybe. It's just those, those, I don't know, like whatever those sort of strings or like that little like keys part. I mean, just every element of it is designed to make me feel super. Mm-hmm. And it's working. It's working. <laughs> it works. 2012. Good year. Carly Rae. Good year. Also, sad to say, haven't Please. heard from her since. Fair. Fair. Wait, Another. Where's sort of... Jepspin? Where's, where's Carly Rae Jepspin? Where's the Jepspin? Where the heck is Carly Rae Jepspin? That's very funny. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see what songs Call Me Maybe beat real quick. Okay. Oh, she didn't. Turns out didn't really have a lot of competition <laughs> that year. I actually can't remember any of these songs. Really? Payphone by Maroon 5. Uh, wide Awake by Katy Perry. Uh, I'm Wide Awake by Wide Yep. That's nice, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It. <laughs> yep. uh, Titanium by David Guetta. That's a good song. Really? That's an awesome oh, song. Oh, that's the Sia song. I'm a Titanium. Okay. That's a good one. Okay, so Carly Rae Jepsen beat a couple people. Yeah, yeah. That's and another great one. She also beat uh, Starships by Nicki Minaj. Okay, good. So right. look. So look, we haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah. But she's allowed to coast. She will always have that song forever, and that song is a forever song. And so now I'm going to give you a wild card choice. Adam. Okay. We can either talk 2016's Great. Um, song, okay. which would be four years from 2012, yep. uh, sticking to the theme. Yep. Or we can talk about this year's uh, summer anthem. Let's bring it current. Oh, yeah? Let's Wanna go, go all, all the way? Let's bring it current. I would I argue. I mean, this summer has just, just begun. And I would argue that we've already heard the summer anthem. I would argue the same. I have the song in my head. And I, just from looking in your eyes, I think we might be talking about the same song. All right. Let's say the song title, not the artist. Don't know the song title. Do you know the artist? Yes. All right. First, we'll just say the song, the artist's name on three. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. Great. <laughs> no Great. doubt. That's Great. the one. Great. That's the one. We are. That's cor- that's correct. Yeah. I mean, there's a see. That's the thing. It's like it, it to a degree. It is science. Yes. Like it is math. Like you can kind of be correct or incorrect when identifying the song of the summer. Yes. There's just you kind of are right or wrong. You said that's the one. The song is called "I'm the One." Oh, that's right. That's right. Let's play a little bit. That's the one. I'm the one. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm the only one. Okay, Face up with that new Chanel. She like the price, she see the ice and make her coochie melt. When I met her in the club, I asked her who she felt. Then she went and put that booty on that Gucci belt. <laughs> we don't got no label. She say she want bottles. She ain't got no table. She don't got no bed frame. She don't got no tables. We just watching Netflix. She ain't got no cable. Okay, though. That song is so good. Yes. Hopefully it sticks around all summer. Haven't changed it from the radio once. I see no reason why it would why it would go anywhere. That's sticking around. It somehow transcends DJ Khaled's cringeworthy cheesiness. Well, he is a master of he's just a talent collector. Yeah, seriously, curator. He he can just he's a contractor. Yes. Where he just has enough cachet now. He subcontracts his verses and his pop tunes out. Where he just brings in everyone for a verse, everyone who's hot. And it's, it's isn't that like kind of the opening of the video? It's like, hey, Chance, t- get Bieber over here. Yeah. Tell Chance is down. We, the, Lil and, Wayne's in it. Lil I mean, Wayne. Is Quavo in it? From, Quavo, yes, from exactly. Migos? I mean, yes. like, the squad is there. Yes. He definitely is. He is a curator. DJ by curation. This is what he does. That's what he, he does. He put out an album where everyone else did all, like, sang on everything. He yes. produced most of the beats. And then he would just say, we the best. <laughs> 
I mean, this this sort of this song incorporates something that I don't think that we've touched on in any of our previous um, sort of mentioned summer anthems, which is the big gang collab. Mm-hmm. Like that idea of, I mean, this song again really almost literally evokes a barbecue. Yes. Friends in the backyard. It's almost like a cipher is going down, and someone comes a chance comes over from the potato salad and drops a verse, goes back to the salad. Bieber comes in, sings the hook, yep. jumps jumps back in the pool. Yep, yep. It has that kind of energy to it. Do do. Did you have feelings about Justin Bieber, good or bad, and did this song change them? Well, I gotta say. I feel like Justin Bieber's place in our cultural zeitgeist is a little complicated, and I'll, I'd be I'd be interested to know how his legacy sort of evolves because uh, I mean, discovered by Usher as a youth, yes. obviously. Um, I have no, I couldn't even begin to tell you like what his sort of first hits were. Baby, 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 baby. Okay, so yeah, like obviously I'm side eyeing him at that point in his career, and like he's, he's twelve, he's twelve, he's like a literal twelve year old Canadian child, right. and I don't care. I'm a man who's side eyeing a twelve year old, uh, exactly, which makes all his success me feel weird about myself, <laughs> right? Um, but I gotta say, the last couple years he has put out some hits. Yeah, he has put out some he's, real hits. He partnered with Diplo. That those Diplo, I mean that whatever that album was was. Fucking awesome. I mean, that, that was, was hit awesome. after hit after hit. Yeah. Justin Bieber never had radio songs. That was his thing. He was the first internet phenomenon. Oh, that's interesting. They, his team knew that he didn't need to be on the radio. On the radio. That's the old way of doing it. Yeah. You're going to build a massive army of fans yeah. just by putting out stuff online, yes. which was very slick. Then he got old enough to be like, but I also want to be with the big dogs Yeah. Now. And now he's partnering, just like Justin Timberlake kind right. of did, where he started working with Timbaland That's right. a lot. And That's like right. Timbaland produced his whole album. Yes. You grow up and you're like, oh, this is the cool stuff now. And, and I got to say, honestly, like much respect to Justin Bieber's taste in collaborators because like I don't know that those songs of that Diplo thing were so good yeah. Where Are You Now whatever yep. those like a couple singles were were so good yeah. that it really made me rethink how I felt about Justin Bieber I was like oh do we have to respect this guy as like a pop mega pop star now yeah I, lo- I feel like luckily now we've passed enough summer anthems where I don't care who's singing it frankly care. I, don't, I don't, care. don't care what you're doing just let hologram. me hear the song I like don't have I only have so much like sympathy in the world okay <laughs> just like I just want to feel my brain synapses fire right that's all I don't care uh, I don't care who it is Chance is just the hero he's the best right we just we are endless fans of that man I know we're just like so lucky to be in his musical era yeah agreed but, yeah that song has one one thing I'll say about that song that I think uh, indicates what's been happening in a lot of rap songs especially collaborative rap yes. songs with Lil Wayne yes and look Lil Wayne the Carter 3 awesome album so everyone good. agrees one of the greatest rappers of all time truly you know at one point was the greatest rapper of his era yeah he now has this distinction of going last on every song because he's like the OG, yes. the original gangster, the yes. guy who like taught most people that he's collaborating with yes. how to spit. Yes. They all mimicked his flow. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. He is not even close no. to half the rappers not that are anymore. rapping right now. Not anymore. I don't know if the game passed by. He just got older. His interests changed, whatever. But now he's grandfathered into this finish the songs because you're the best. I'm totally with you here, Bill. Here's the thing. Not the best. Agreed. I get that you kind of want to finish with like a, whoa, they got him too. But we've heard him enough. It like closing out songs that it's like this isn't novel. That's a great point. Ne- necessarily, that's anymore. a really really great point. Right, and it's almost like a respect your elders kind of thing, like you were saying, like you let the guy go last who's sort of been doing it the longest. Yeah. I remember his little Wayne is probably like our age, by the way. Yeah. But like all the same, he's been in the rap game forever and he goes last. He gets that sort of like slot of respect, but I totally agree with you. That yeah. He is, he doesn't, ha- I want him to because like you said, I, the Carter 3 was unbelievable. I love Lil Wayne. I like I like him a lot. Of course. But he, like these days, he's just kind of, I don't know, he's not, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Still, that song is. Fire. Song is. The song is great. That song can last without getting, I mean, like I would give it, we probably started listening to it in May. 
yes. call it something like that. Yes. I would give it until mid-August before it's like, I can't Enough. Anymore. I know, I know. It's similar to, for me, my relationship with hot dogs, which is in June, the smell of hot dogs is like, give me – I'll eat the air. I want all the <laughs> hot, do- hot dogs. I want all air. the hot dogs in the world. <laughs> I want every hot dog the world can provide me for the next three months. Come August – the smell of hot dogs is like, Repulsive. if I have one more I'm hot dog, puke on I can't eat more hot yep, dogs. Yep, yep. And that's kind of probably what my relationship with this song will be this summer. Absolutely. I, I find the hook of this song so good. And just like the chorus, mm-hmm. just like the hook, the Bieber's hook is so good mm-hmm. that it does have that like really sort of desirable quality of like, even though the verses are good, I love hearing Chance and there's Lil Wayne. I really want to just get back to the chorus. What can you sing along to? Yeah, seriously. That, that's really like the fact that Usher just sang, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone could sing along. Exactly. Not hard. Um, this Cal, DJ Cal song reminds me a little bit of the that song Bedrock. Remember that it was like, I can make a bedrock. Oh. It was like all, Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj and all those guys Fun. and it had a similar sort of vibe of like the hook was undeniably yep. pleasurable yeah undeniable i think that was neo maybe? was it neo i can make you but yeah that sounds awesome so good and it's just like an undeniable like gentle soft hook yeah, who Doesn't, was that that was awesome that was nicky Minaj. it was like what, what were they called little wayne the, that whole gang i young money cash money it was like a young money thing i think uh-huh yeah sure sure uh but uh that, that, that this sort of like bieber dj calzone kind of reminds me of that but so good yeah. so good God, God bless summer anthems. God bless these summer anthems. Of all the ones that we've uh, discussed today, which is the winner? Jepson. Jepson. I, I mean, I, 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 um, I feel almost fundamentalist, like almost fervently fundamentalist about this, I, this, this vote. Historians will look back on this episode and say that the key moment is when we both said DJ Khaled at the same time <laughs> yes. and surprised ourselves. Yes. Not true. Jepson. Jepson. <laughs> For the no joke Jepson. Where has Carly Rae Jeps been? <laughs> Just put that joke in the Smithsonian. <laughs> if any of you work at the Smithsonian. Can we just carve it, etch it there? Just etch it? Oh, good job. <laughs> for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiri. I'm Adam Lustig. That was the Summer Anthems episode. We will talk to you next Thanks week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>